Spider-Man, history, one, oh, one. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from cowering under a bed somewhere in a cabin in the woods is none other than Mr. Gem Elias. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very good, Fred. And referencing cabin in the woods, you know, when you're cowering in the corner, you might find that secret passage to go to the agency from Buffy. That's an ultimate nerd <laughs> thing there. <laughs> so. That's fantastic. Yeah, what were they called? I forgot. I know Riley was the the initiative. That's one. Yeah, Riley and that uh, that psychiatrist man. Hey, they were running shit. Um, be careful. They'll take your vampire and put a chip in him. Um, but anyway, <laughs> how you doing, sir? I'm doing very good, Fred. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very good. Um, this is Halloween week, so we it are going to be talking about games that scare the shit out of us, appropriately so. <laughs> Of which there were plenty, um, but there's also going to be some discussion just about horror in general. I think you and I have definitely talked a lot about horror games, but maybe it's time to talk about a little bit about horror in general. So we'll we'll have some discussions about that. But if you don't like the anecdotal story podcasts, you might want to turn it off right now. <laughs> I don't turn it off. Yeah, it's, just there's kidding. cool content here. <laughs> I agree. I agree, hands down. Um, but. Uh, First, we do have a couple of things. So, Jam, we have a very special sponsor this week. Oh, God, I haven't got that sponsor thing. okay. <laughs> I will help you. Our sponsor this sponsorship this week is none other than Mr. Tedekin, Ted mm-hmm. Bracewell, who is, has brought us a very cute, very lovable, very wonderful animated short. Uh, it's a series, actually, but so far mm-hmm. there's only one episode out um, <clears throat> called Combat Kids. We have put it on the site, uh, and it voices many wonderful, talented people from here in the All Games community. And just in case you think I'm completely self-indulgent, no. Jam or I are not (laughs) voice (laughs) cast members on it. (laughs) However, I watched this on Sunday. Yeah, right? (laughs) Call my agent, Ted. Uh, But uh, no, I watched it on Sunday morning, and it just brightened my day. It was fucking amazing. Um, It uh, Fantastic. yeah, it, it I it's just charming. I don't want to give anything away, but just check it out. Um, it is on our site, um, gaminghistory101.com, uh, and just look for Combat Kids. Otherwise, um, it's on Ted's YouTube, and a Google search of Combat Kids, both starting with Ks, will net you the video immediately. <laughs> so, but it's not a series, actually. Oh, oh. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. My mistake. Tiger Claw says, but it ends as if it was. Oh, well, it was fantastic either way. So, <laughs> anyway. Maybe it'll become a series. <laughs> I know. Yes. Come on, Ted. You Have your people call my people. I have absolutely no artistic talent and cannot truly assist you in any way other than voices, which it sounds like you've got plenty of. But I'm willing to offer things that I can't provide. Uh, <laughs> Because I want that, more that episodes. Sounds wrong, right? <laughs> I, I want more episodes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But uh, anyway, um, 
So also one quick announcement. Cron CD is done. It is finished. It is published. And we only had one major fuck up, which is that when I went to press it, I realized I had played a game from 1990 in the middle of 89. So I had to go back and recut the whole thing to remove that one game. But but we're good to go. Um, I think it comes in just over, just about 75 minutes, I think, is what it comes in at. So... That will be going live Thursday morning at 11. Uh, Jam, I apologize. Both this podcast and Cron CD will override your normal 11 a.m. Sorry, noon Central Stand- or Eastern Standard Time. Um, go live of your, um, your countdown to horror of uh, Obscura Horror. Yeah, <laughs> However, the, episode, or the, the posts are still going live on a daily basis, just in the afternoon now. Uh, which is unfortunate for you guys because our afternoon is more like your midnight, but they are going live. <laughs> That'll be just the next day for whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, Cron CD is done. Um, it will go live Thursday morning. Remember, that is on YouTube at only 6 Mbps. If you like quality or you want authenticity, there will be a link on there for the archive.org link which is a full 16 megabits per second. Uh, basically somewhat close to blu-ray quality 720p um download although it's a little bit sizable i told jam it gets it it weighs in somewhere in the (laughs) 6 to 10 gig range it's crazy um (laughs) but in celebration tomorrow night wednesday so hopefully you guys are early downloaders otherwise you just go on the site and watch it but wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and late as fuck GMT. Um, Twitch.tv forward slash GH101. I will be broadcasting it live. I will be in the chat, not really for Q&A, just to hang out with everybody and fuck around. Um, but I'll be showing it off, and it'll probably run, like I said, about 75 minutes. Um, so that'll be your first opportunity to see it, and then the next morning, the video will go live. So if you are already subscribed on my YouTube page, it'll, of course, just let you know when it posts live. It'll go live on GH101, and everything will have links. I also give time codes for when things are there. I won't do that on the Twitch one, though, um, but uh, I will on the main video. So anyway, it's finally done. I told Jam it clocked in at just over 120 <laughs> hours Crazy. of work. <laughs> um, but I like it. It's not – I'm still picky about certain things. Um, I learned a lot making this first episode, so hopefully the second episode will be better. I'm putting it at about a two-month time mark, um, but my goal is to do one year with each – episode um which is going to get really hard once the sega cd gets in there but i want to hurry up and get to the mega cd especially because you know i can't dedicate a whole lot of time to these japanese centric games because i don't speak japanese and that becomes a problem on this uh i wouldn't say it's a problem it becomes a factor on this episode which is why if i don't know japanese and i can't navigate it i just give you a brief context of what the game is show it off a little bit and move on Uh, and i think that's the best way to handle it so anyway if you guys can join, please do. Twitch.tv forward slash GH101, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, tomorrow night, Wednesday, October 28th. Otherwise, you can check it out on the site. So, yes. All right, sir. <laughs> so, let's, let's see here. There's some dogs. Oh, and people screaming. This Halloween CD really is the worst. I'm going to cut this off. <laughs> you can't even hear it, Jam. But anyway, um, let's talk about 
uh, games that scared the shit out of us. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but before we get there, Jam, I wanted to ask you, uh, I've always been obsessed with horror, and I, I genuinely enjoy the feeling of being scared. Yeah. Is that true of you as well, or are you Absolutely. a little bit different? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I've, I've always been... <sighs> God, he's like kind of how far we go back but i've always been a fan of sort of the horror genre in general and it's, it's kind of like this i think i made a joke about this in one of the articles i wrote for the obscure horror sort of horror series where it's like to me horror is not just about the sort of the halloween period it's something i'm usually kind of looking at throughout the year really in terms of in especially in gaming and in films for that matter mm-hmm. um i i don't know it's, it's funny because and, and i i've I mentioned this too i actually know this is for an article i haven't posted yet so I'll, I'll leave that for later but um have i read when this I, one <laughs> no you haven't read this one yet so <laughs> it's getting, it'll be going up soon um but it's um it's not a spoiler or anything but when i actually get, get consoles one of the first games that i'll be looking for is what's the what's the net what's the the first horror game i'll be playing on it basically mm-hmm. um which is which has been even very apparent ever since the playstation one basically um playstation one was a solid console if you wanted to jump right into horror yeah <laughs> But yes, um, for me, I think the first time I knew I was obsessed with horror was I was probably 11 years old and there's a network which jam, I might be stretching here, but I don't think you have in your country called USA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. We have the USA (laughs) network in America. Um, and Rhonda, this big boobied, uh, blonde girl, who had done some work in trauma films, which are the Toxic Avenger films and whatnot, for people who don't know those, did this show called USA Up All Night. And she did censored for television horror movies. And I begged my mom. I begged and begged and begged. And uh, um, uh, when I was uh, or on a random night, I think it was a Saturday night in, November, or in October, at 11.30 p.m., she let me watch uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, The Final Chapter, which was one we've recently mentioned, actually, during the Sega arcade episode, because I remember Zaxxon being in it so specifically. And it scared the shit out of me, and I did not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember loving the fact that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Andy says you have five... USA over here that shows nothing but CSI reruns. Oh no, that's, that's pretty. That's not the same. It's that's different, Andy. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's pretty consistent with what USA runs as well. Although there's a lot of burn notice as well. <laughs> but um, but uh, anyway, um, but yeah, the uh, I remember that being the first part, and I remember my mom not letting me watch horror movies for a long time since oh, then. Wow. But she never said anything about video games, so I constantly sought out video uh, games to scare me. Hmm. Remember that. So, um, but I'm even- about to say that I'm quite oh. similar actually to that story you have actually because I think my first this is this is going way back as well. But my first experience of um, one of the first horror films I ever saw, which I shouldn't have probably seen, was It, Stephen King's oh, thing, yes. which I know was a TV series, I believe, when it started, but. That was a film you probably shouldn't watch when you're young. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, actually, let me bring this up since it's relevant. Uh, I figured it'd also be useful to talk a little bit about our phobias because I think they really come into play uh, in video games and, and the things that scare us. I fucking hate clowns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I fucking hate clowns. And it's not because of it. My mother, so 
those of you out there with small children, if you ever wonder if this psychosomatic <laughs> stuff actually happens, it does. And I'm living proof. My mother bought me a clown lamp when I was three. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was a big old fucking clown, porcelain clown. And it was up too high for me to see. And my mom would turn this on in my bedroom. It was my bedroom lamp. Um, and, you know, when, when I would read stories before the nightlight, you know, I'd turn it off and then it was a shadowed fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, I hated creepy the whole <laughs> thing. And it wasn't until I was like seven years old, she let me remove the lamp and get a more contemporary lamp. And I swear that's the reason I hate lamps. I stared at that thing for five years straight, just hating it and kind of fearing it. And, oh, fuck clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How about you? You got any run-of-the-mill or... St- I- Kind of I've got quite fears. a funny one, actually. This is I don't, this is a story I don't think I've shared yet, but um, people might—I don't know if people what people will think of this story. They might consider this child abuse, but it really isn't. I have to really stretch that my both my parents are very very loving people. But this story, this story, whenever <laughs> I tell people, they just open mouth thinking that what the hell were they doing? Um, Basically, um, my parents, um, my mum specifically, is a huge horror fan. Um, to this day, if I go and visit home, um, the first thing that if um, if I'm staying over there, uh, my mother and I will always watch a horror film um, late at night. Just to, we used to back when I used to live at home, we used to actually watch like double bill horror films back to back. When I was when I was when I was kind of old enough for it, and that used to be kind of like a tradition we'd do every week, and it's awesome. That's how I was introduced to great films like sort of Scream and all sorts of things like that, like various terrible and terrible, terrible hack and slash films that shouldn't be watched, and <laughs> stuff like um, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. But when I was oh, younger, oh man, the, like the 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 old one with Dennis Hopper, yeah, yeah, that fuck one, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, <laughs> and. That it was through my mom where I kind of became quite. I think that's where I really started to really love horror just because they have memories. But my parents both watched all of the original. They both watched Alien and Aliens and Alien Free at the cinema. Um, like, but my father um, did probably this thing that you probably shouldn't do with young children, which is uh, so you know, you, you know, when you're young, you get told a bedtime story. Well, when your parent has run out of ideas, how about they tell you the story of the film that they just watched? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to have to do that for my daughter someday. <laughs> Except my dad takes it to the next level, which I think this is why I think it's actually really funny looking back on it. He changed the story, and it's yes. actually better than David Finch's one. <laughs> so, yes. Like where it. His Alien 3 was set on Earth. <laughs> so, and, and basically, I was told this childhood story about... Um, Basically, Alien Free. Um, the, the, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version, but he did go into way more detail. Um, he did. Well, talk you know, about I'm like a scholar of Alien Three. I studied that film, <laughs> yeah. so there is a version where they end up on Earth. Well, they end up on an Earth-like space station. Um, yeah, but, but um, the chest burst scene with the dog still happens. Um, spoilers: it's, a, it's an old film, guys. Go watch that's it. That's all. <laughs> no, well, we should probably warn that it's very probable that there are lots of spoilers in these games. I promise one thing though, if we do get around to talking to any game that is from this generation. So the, the, the new gen, which will include Wii U. So Wii U PC games of 20, what 2014 on or whatever, 2013 on PS4 and Xbox one. We will definitely spoiler tag and probably not spoil, but other games are probably fair game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in in his version, yeah, the, the chest burst scene, the dog happens. Basically, uh, to keep it simpler, not to drag on about it, um, everybody on Earth dies. <laughs> so, Actually, and the aliens win. <laughs> spoilers: that is totally what would fucking happen if aliens exactly. ever got to Earth. <laughs> and then, and it's like, oh, good night, son. Have a nice sleep. And it's just... 
and the world ended. Good night. <laughs> the world ended. <laughs> and that that actually, though, um, I didn't tell him this till I was a bit older, but that actually terrified me to my core for several years. I wouldn't watch those films <laughs> until until I was like, eventually, I faced my fears and watched the original Alien. I watched them all in order. And I realized that he was talking complete horseshit. You're like, like, fucking dad, I've heard this story before. (laughs) Shit, a spoiler tag would have been nice. Uh, I know, um... know, right? But but I I just remember that was was quite, at least in terms of childhood trauma memories, like your clown story. That was mine. (laughs) I used to be afraid of going up the stairs because I thought there was going to be an alien there. (laughs) You know, there are certain people, though, like my sister, who still to this day fear going up the stairs, and I'll tell you why. I used to run up the stairs ahead of her and scare her at the top of the stairs, like, every night for her whole fucking childhood. (laughs) So... <clears throat> you do you do traumatize uh your children um but uh but yeah yeah so i you know like i said i think it's uh i think it's interesting what people are scared of it's very clear that most people don't like clowns though based off of the yeah. the chat, <laughs> the chat <show> as well. <laughs> but uh um you know what though never had problems with clowns in games like carnival was super fun you just shot oh, yeah. clowns yeah. in the face all day um maybe we talked a little bit about five nights at freddy's a uh, little too new but uh that one touched a little close to home <laughs> but, <laughs> you get the spoilers um if you saw ready <laughs> yeah um but anyway <laughs> you've never played a five nights at freddy's game i think you can get by without having to do so uh, you don't need to, you can yeah. watch pewdiepie do it it's fun anyway well, or any youtuber <laughs> it's like the most overplayed let's play actually a personal favorite of mine, though, and Fortingard's going to freak out when I say this, is Patrick Klepek is actually a lot of fun to watch play Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, but uh, anyway. Mm. Uh, but back to back to the Vidya games. Um, <laughs> there's a couple things I noticed when uh, that, that I think makes this... The, it's going to make this show significant in yeah. that it's going to be very personal, mm-hmm. but it's also going to make this show kind of also like your experience of horror and games may be completely different because i don't know if you did this jam but i always do this i always look up um right before the show it's basically what i do while i'm eating dinner and talking to my wife uh before each show i just google search exactly what our topic is so it's too late to change what our plans are uh, not not for the topic, but just any notes I've taken in anything. It's just, it's too late to change those. But I'm curious what other people said, oh, um, yeah. just so I can be like somewhat culturally aware. <laughs> and every article about the scariest games ever or the scariest moment in games are either told by people who Googled the other articles <laughs> and wrote yeah, their yeah. own, like kind of pi- took piecemeal from each one. Mm-hmm. Somebody who read down the first five, the middle five, or the last five of any Wikipedia entry about scary games. Or a bunch of people who, and trust me, this happens because I got pitched for it, like got all five horror games from 2008, for example, in return for making a top five list where they barely talk one paragraph about it. And it was basically so they could get a bunch of games that were hot new releases. And that was even pitched to me this year. Like somebody came, somebody wrote to me, it was a PR rep and I was perfectly fine with that. I don't, I don't have a problem with people doing this. Um, but you have to have the time to commit to it. And I didn't where they were like, Hey, we want to give you five games that are all horror known. They were known commercial games. 
yeah. from the last few years. All, one spoiler was the the enemy with or the evil within was one of them, and they were like, "We want to give you codes of these games." And in return, we encourage you to play them to completion. But if you can't get there by Halloween, would you mind writing an article about how these, uh, you know, that was like the top five scariest games. And it doesn't have to be these five games, but consider these five games. You know, and I, it always feels really like that whenever you read those articles. Like, it's fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? (laughs) So. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm looking forward to it. The one guy I got to give credit to is some Brit on his uh, <laughs> private blog. <laughs> like it was like Nightbreed for the Amiga. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. okay. This guy actually. <laughs> these are games that actually scared this guy, <laughs> you know. Or he he said like um, Nurse Edna in Maniac Mansion. I'm like, okay, this person actually played these games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very personal. So anyway. But, uh, so yeah, um, so there you go. Uh, so anyway, we also have a a great, wonderful, uh, you know, libaceous, uh, not libaceous, uh, happy, crazy, talkative, loquacious. That's the word I'm looking for chat right now. Please Mm -hmm. chime in with your own stories. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so, but jam, let's kick it off. Uh, so what, uh, what, what was the, what was the oldest, game that oldest. scared you and again that can be anything from it creeped you out to it jump scared you whatever your definition of scared the shit out of you now this is this is going to be a tough one for me because the i think i am going to do this on the show because there are some people that are probably not going to read the website but this is a slight sort of spoiler to an article that i've got coming up on the show quite soon but i do think it's worth sharing this game well i'm not even going to call this really a game i call it software um, but this is the oldest one on my list, and it's a bit of software that you might have heard of, Fred, called Granny's Garden. Have you heard of this? <laughs> I have not, so <laughs> shoot away. <laughs> Granny's Garden is... Now, the reason this is... And, and Cy1 probably will know this, and even Andy, because I think he's still in the chat, he will probably know this bit of software. Um, as you probably know, in, in the 80s, um, Fred, um, every UK school had a BBC microcomputer. So that mm-hmm. was the thing back then um is, is is the tool obviously to use you know to get kids into like early you know, computer skills and well, not really programming but just sort of t- a teaching tool and everybody every school had a bbc micro and the program that every bbc micro had was a program called granny's garden and in granny's garden you play as a child and it's basically like a simple text adventure really you, know, you basically you have to type Wait it on the a minute i think i oh, continue but i think yeah, yeah. i know this game right, now. right if you look if you if you look it up i have not looked it up but as you're talking about it yeah. it's so, yeah it, it's, it's simple things like do you want to go to the mountain you say yes and you know where do you want to what do you want to do or you have to you actually have to type it on the keyboard and, and the, the real the real does re- it end one, with you pointing out where the doll where on the doll where granny touched you <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it might do in the, in the edited okay. version but the thing that the reason this game is freaking terrifying is that there is a screen and it is literally just a screen of um, a sprite. It is uh, basically there is this witch in this game. <laughs> yeah, Andy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, it, it's, I think I don't think it's got a name. It's not the Granny. It's, I don't even know why it's called Granny's Garden. But this is just well, you a might witch. be in Granny's Garden and the witch is about Granny takes naps. I mean, yeah. it's the life of a Granny. <laughs> so. 
the the whole point of this little mini bit of software or this text adventure is you're supposed to be saving your friends but when you come across little puzzles if you get your puzzle wrong or it's not even if you get the puzzle wrong if you go the wrong way like if you don't go the way the game wants you to go then the witch will catch you and you'll get presented by this screen that is really <laughs> horrific and it's basically okay, it just it I says go. i caught you and now you go back to the start it's like and you're you're a young kid because i was very young when i first played this and i'll be i'll be honest it's not the scariest sort of experience experience but it's it's quite jarring oh when, when my you... god yeah not so much the scary <laughs> okay here it we says, go Haha, now 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 i've got you i will send you home at once yeah and there you go it's in the chat there you go, is, yeah. <laughs> there you go it's guys. got some sort of crab chin going on where it's like her nose and her bottom chin are connecting together well, what happened was the witch is the unfortunate ch love child of smurfette and a snork <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> And this I is the BBC yeah. Micro. Was this? I, this I apologize for not having noticed earlier. Is the BBC Micro a limited palette microcomputer? It's a limited palette, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, you're, I mean, get references to games that are on the BBC Micro was the original Elite was first programmed here. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, BBC Micro is a fantastic microcomputer back then. It was actually what's considered the inspiration to the Raspberry Pi. That's now the little mini chip computer that's been released mm -hmm. uh, for programming, but. Um, a, a fantastic system, but everyone will know it, at least in the UK that it was used in schools. Basically, it was it was a school computer. Right, it was the Apple II of Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it was um, a, a, a fantastic. I really, I actually really wish I owned one. Actually, I've been trying to sort out one just for just for nostalgia's sake, just because it was quite a pinnacle part of my childhood. Because I did, I used one of these at, um, in in school when I was younger. Well, in general, uh, I have terrible news. I'm not going to be able to help you with oh, that. Oh, no, you won't, uh, you won't be able to help me whatsoever. Quite a rarity uh, over in this neck of the woods. <laughs> but, the, um, but Granny's Garden, it started on the BBC Micro, but, Freddie, it got ported to everything. It went, it's, it's even available on apps now. It's on, the, on iOS. <laughs> this game has haunted everything. <laughs> I love how you phrase it as haunted. <laughs> well, I kind of consider it that because it does feel like this. This um, I, I, keep, I keep. I'm very adamant not to call it a game because it really is. Because it's a, it's, a, it's actually an educational tool. Um, but it's it's very much um, something that's you know it, it's it's never gone away and it's always just lingered there in the background to this day. So um, it's, it even got a ZX Spectrum port. I mean, yeah, this is know. not to be mistaken on the Android store as Grandma's Garden. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> That's a different. Did you mean Granny's Garden? I love it's how. Is a G R A double N S uh, Garden? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Why, why, yeah, it, ha it hath been discovered. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Granny's yeah, gardens. that was my first ever sort of. Well, I just remember when the the, the experience I had is that, and, and come on, you know, the, the the teacher says you can go play on the computer now. And you're like, yeah, fantastic, and it's just like, oh, there's a witch. Oh God, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> it's a witch. Uh, but uh... <laughs> it's also where your first rage quit occurred, probably as well, because obviously you were sent back to the beginning of the game. <laughs> so, because if you would say, because what you could do, you could have saved like, like three. Motherfucker, of the six I have three bags of chips, three orange, <laughs> three lollies, three buns, and you're catching me now. Jesus! It was also made in paint. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, it's very crudely drawn. <laughs> it's even for the time. It's, <laughs> it's 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 yeah. Takes place in the kingdom of the mountains, and the aim is to find the six missing children of the king and the queen, Esther, Tom, Claire, Anna, Jessica, and Daniel, while avoiding the evil witch. <laughs> there you go. That's the description of the plot. So. 
It's also on Linux, Fred. So if you want to get it. <laughs> All right. I, you oh, know, God. I have not uh, done some Ubuntu 2 in a little while, so I might need to want to jump in there. Uh, recently, I had to restart a Linux server, actually, at work. Um, and that's scary, because if you fuck that up, <laughs> it's hard to fuck it up. Anybody who knows Linux is like, whoa, you can't really fuck I was like, well, when you're redoing ports and stuff, yeah, you can, you can fuck it up just by poorly updating it. It's like mismanaging a BIOS. But anyway... Um, well, excellent. Uh, personal fear to me. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. Well, but I see your, your problem here like that. That witch is fucking creepy. Um, and Fortingard had one. He was uh, talking about, uh, he says, my friend has arachnophobia. So he has problems whenever a game has realistic spiders. It only got worse with him as graphics became better and better. I sometimes consider forcing him to play deadly creatures for the Wii. Yes. Have you played <laughs> Deadly Creatures for the Wii, James? I have it. Yeah, I've got that game, yeah. Okay. It's got fawns and voices in it. Yes, it is. It's um, Dennis Hopper and... Uh, God, who's the other one? Um, and there's another famous person. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have not played that game. I knew I had to buy it, so I ran out and bought it. And I don't think it's rare or anything. But, it's very uh, cheap, yeah. But I had to buy it. I had to own it. I've never played it uh that's like every other game on the Wii that I own. Uh, down to, and this is probably my sin, and this won't be about my lack of Wii playing, but um, I have not played Mario Galaxy 2, and I have never played 1 to completion. Mm. So I should probably work on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also bought the Metroid Prime Trilogy three times now and never played three a single times. one of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, bought the, I bought the disc version. Then the when it went on version. clearance, I bought that when it came out. Then when it went on clearance, I sold that copy for like 100 bucks, and yeah. then bought it for 20 bucks on clearance at Best Buy, at my local Best Buy, where I'd hidden a copy. And then I sold that, and then I just recently bought the Wii U port but yeah, anyway yeah <laughs> um yes uh, another one jam and you probably already know about this one but uh, uh i wanted to mention it and we will talk about this game later is um sanity's requiem uh eternal darkness oh yeah we'll have yeah, random spiders kind of crawling across the screen mm-hmm. two other greats which uh if your friend can you know uh if they really do have as much of a problem that I would definitely recommend is uh, um, while not spiders, Earth Defense Force. Uh, oh, God. Is, is, oh, dear. Insects <laughs> And the, the, the newest one on PS4 is apparently Redonkulous. <laughs> I do like those games. They're brilliant. <laughs> yeah, the second one in the PS3 360 lifecycle wasn't great, but the PS2 ones were hilarious and fantastic mm. uh, because of how shitty they were. And that first one on 360 was great. What, 2145 or whatever? Yeah, yeah, 20, yeah that's right. It's or 2070, weird, I think yeah, it is, actually. It, yeah. yeah. Um, and then last but not least what's that bug blowing up game on the N64 <laughs> that you told me about Body Harvest <laughs> yes <laughs> Body Harvest there you go <laughs> oh, that would terrify him if he's not watching <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway so real quick um, I'd love to say that a lot of horror games early on in my life scared me Um but I never really got to get one to scare me on the NES. I played Friday the 13th, and Purple Jason never quite scared me. I got uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I remember this. In 1990, 
public or developed by Rare, published by LJN, got Nightmare on Elm Street on the NES. Dog shit game. You want to see me play it? I did do a video of it back when we did the uh, Ultimate Play the Game episode, um, and just wasn't scary. Although uh, I know people are going to find this insane for me to say, but I never was scared by Nightmare on Elm Street, um, and it's not because the person had my first name uh, because. Uh, growing up in the 80s with the first name Freddy, you were Freddy Krueger no matter what. And I was slightly chubby too, so that was fucking oh, terrible <laughs> for a while until um, I leaned down. Um, but uh, but to boot, like I, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, and just never... That one was probably the best one of the series, and it never it didn't scare me, but it's the least scary probably of all of them. Um, and then going back to the earlier ones, it just never really scared me. There was a short period of time in my life where Nightmare on Elm Street 2 scared me, but I think it had more to do with, like, you know, S&M gym teachers raping you in the shower than it ever had to do, <laughs> and, like, a, uh, and, a, and like a demon coming out of your body through the chest cavity, or uh, never having, realizing that you're in love with your best friend um, it, it were scarier items to me than, <laughs> than the movie proper. Um, and even Gremlins 2, while the movie didn't scare me, I really hoped the game would, and it does a pretty good job. Uh, if you ever look up screenshots of Gremlins 2, the spider gremlin is uh, digitized pretty authentically. Um, but it took me a long time to actually get scared by a horror game. Um, <clears throat> and i got to be honest with you, the first one that did it was on the Commodore 64, which was Maniac Mansion. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because I don't think Ron Gilbert ever intended that to be a scary game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but there were lots of things that happened, such as, and maybe it was just my my imagination fucking with me. Um, but Edna always creeped me out. I didn't know what the hell she was going to do to me. I now know that she was going to have sex with me. But uh, I, at the time, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what her goals were. Um, Ed was also kind of crazy because Ed could lock you in. And this is probably the biggest thing. I wouldn't say I've got a phobia of basements or anything per se. I actually don't even turn the light on in our basement in our house. And we have a relatively large basement and it's a sub-basement, so it's unfinished, it's drab, it's got a window outside and stuff like that. Um, the the light bulb down there flickers a little bit. <laughs> uh, but I, But it's honestly the light bulb from when the builders built the house, so that's probably the bigger problem. Our house is only like nine years old, but still, a light bulb lasting nine years is pretty good. Um, but uh, there's a part, and Jam, have you played Maniac Mansion? Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I figured, but I want to make sure. There's a part mm-hmm. where Ed can lock you in the basement, mm-hmm. and there's no fail state. Like, you are yeah. just stuck in the basement, and you eventually have to reset. And I remember going to bed one night, and that really fucking stuck with me. Like, mm. oh my God, what if you got stuck in the basement? And, and what happened to me? Like, as I slowly <laughs> went hungry, and, you know? And did anybody else get locked down there with us? And did we fight ourselves to the death? Like, oh my God, what happened? Um, <clears throat> and I remember that really messing with me. Um to the point that I've never really gone back to Maniac Mansion. So I'm really hoping in that remaster of... Uh, not for fear, but like yeah. I'm really hoping that in that remaster of Day of the Tentacle that Maniac oh, Mansion's yeah. in there. Hopefully. I think it might even just accidentally be in there. Mm. But you never know if like they poured a new engine or something that it breaks the code or whatnot. But, um, 
But my understanding is there's a C64 emulator in there, so there's no reason to believe it wouldn't work fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I've never gone back to Maniac Mansion since then. And the NES one just didn't convert over well enough for me. You know, mm. kudos to Tim Schafer. He did an excellent job bringing the Scum engine to the NES. But um, yeah, it just never connected with me like the C64 version. So anyway, uh, and Cousin says you can rescue your teammates if you find the key. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, and Fortingard, the Freddy Got Fingers stuff did come up back in 96, but I was 14. I could defend myself back then. <laughs> what up, Simon Belmont? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. We're talking about games that scared the shit out of us. If you got a story, definitely join in. Um, Jam, what's your next one? It doesn't necessarily, I guess it doesn't have to be in chronological order. If something kicks off, you let me know. Well, yeah, the, uh, absolutely. Um, well, next one I thought, this one is, uh, this one's for Andy, of course, uh, this next game. But again, a lot of mine are funny enough, they're not games that, like you were saying, Fred, are not intentionally scary, but they just generally jarred me. Um, yeah, like there's was, a part of me that wants to say I was yeah. scared the first time I played Alone in the Dark, but I just wasn't. Mm. Um, so I'm going with Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> for this one. Okay, no, <laughs> you win. Fucking, I bow out. So, I'm all ears. <laughs> So it's it's not obviously not the game in general. The game in general is happy go lucky. Sonic is running around, but there's one particular part of this game that is that was for the time ridiculously tense and quite sort of. I actually thought when I was younger quite terrifying to the extent that I wasn't even sure I wanted to play that level anymore. Um, which was mostly the labyrinth level. I'm talking about when Sonic goes underwater. <laughs> so the scariest music in video game yeah, history, that's absolutely. It, and that's quite a big deal for me, actually. Of a lot of the, a lot of the stuff on my list is sort of what what's kind of created in terms of sound and um, effects, really. Um, so yeah, it's basically when you've been underwater for too long, um, because was it Yoshinada, the creator of Sonic, where he didn't know Sonic the Hedgehogs could swim, so that's why Sonic's walking on the bottom of the floor. Um, yes. Uh, oh my God. Why am I blanking on um, uh, on the creator of uh, Yuji Naka? Is it? No. 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 See, Andy's saying there's like the water in Sonic 2, but to me it was the it was just that music of when you're running out of air and it's just a Oh, I was right. It was Yuji Naka. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's playing in the background right now. You just can't hear it. Yeah. The worst part though is like when you've been on there for too long and it's that pause before you drown. Here we go. Here it comes. It's just it's the dirt pause. Yes. <laughs> and oh my god, the so the sound effect I grabbed doesn't have the sonic bubble like <laughs> But um obviously I get it. It's funny to this today, but when I was younger, I was that 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 rocks me to my core. <laughs> that sort of that tension. Um actually uh friends of the show, um Gary Butterfield and uh Cole Ross from Watch Out for Fireballs. Cole has explicitly mentioned on multiple episodes of that show that that is the scariest thing. I think on the amnesia game club he was like the only thing scarier than amnesia like any part of amnesia is the sonic drowning music yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- uh, I think uh, this is but this might be sad to admit as well i distinctly remember when i was younger that i wouldn't allow it to get to that far i would pause the game shut it off and just start the game again because i was like no no not doing it not gonna do that <laughs> uh <We're not> going <laughs> <laughs> obviously that was that was relevant for the uh, pretty much the entire series even in the 3d games where they did the, <laughs> did the drowning <laughs> it it is the the most uh definitely the most uh tense 
So, um, so as I mentioned, that drowning in general is quite a bit. It's not. I wouldn't say it's a phobia, but that is sort of something that is quite unpleasant to think about as well. Just that concept of running out of air. So that that sort of Sonic really got that down. <laughs> with the... Yes, yes, but yes, the whole thing is um, is. Oh, here we go. Oh, you got it. <laughs> okay, I found Clue Drew's. Okay, Clue Drew, don't worry. We'll talk about it in a sec. Um, no, the whole thing with, uh, with Yuji Naka was, as you had said, uh, he, he thought hedgehogs couldn't swim in the first one, which is why there is no underwater scenes in Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one. If you fall into water, you just die. The second one was when they integrated the underwater sequences. As early as the second zone, right? Isn't it Industrial District? uh yeah the first time you have it in the they do have it in the second zone but you you Uh, do the big one is the temple one right sorry oh there's the aquatic zone which is uh, zone three for sonic 2 um but you you did you did get the drowning stuff in um in sonic one as well that was in um, labyrinth zone was the fourth zone oh fuck you're right yes i'm sorry yeah what the fuck was yuji naka thinking (laughs) <laughs> drowning in one level and drowning of lack of air in another there were sections where you would die and yeah. you went into water certainly the game gear version had that where there was like these instant death water bits <laughs> yeah but no one vouches for the game gear one <laughs> i know from looking at those uh from playing through them the game gear ones have their own charm i guess <laughs> I like chaos. Sonic <laughs> chaos is my favorite of the Game Gear ones. And actually, I was playing them all on the Master System. Yeah, actually, right. yeah. uh, thank God for that flash cart because shit, that shit ain't out in America. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, my flash cart. Did I ever tell you this, Jam? That my flash cart is all they did was just jam it into a regular Master System cart and then cut out the top for the SD card. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a Jungle Safari cart. <laughs> <laughs> that's my flash card um but uh, anyway uh all right well in in that same you know kind of context uh clue drew in the chat has a said one of his scariest moments is actually from warcraft 3 oh really now jam have you ever played warcraft 3 uh, very briefly i don't have a huge amount of experience with warcraft 3 but and then okay. that was the, the last strategy game before world of warcraft <laughs> yes yes and remember a mod from warcraft gave us dota uh, Defenders mm. of the Ancients it, yeah. uh, from Warcraft 3. But anyway, uh, so you may or may not catch this, and I do apologize. I know somewhat of what he's talking about, but for those that know it, uh, you'll you'll know where this goes. Uh, he says, well, essentially, I was just old enough to understand what was happening to Arthras. So it is sort of a psychological horror as you watch his descent from the great hero to a death knight. I've never <laughs> seen a fall from grace sort of story before, so it was really scary at the time. I have to agree with him here. Um, it, there were times in my life, and I'd love to say I can remember them, but I can't, and this is off the cuff. But Jam, you ever you ever have those movies where you watch either movies or books or any sort of story where you watch someone go from like good to fucking terrible? Um, yep. Their 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 ever fall. Um, poor Boromir. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> And you just uh, and again, again, Arthras has a much rougher uh, tale <laughs> mm. than uh, than Boromir does. But uh, but yeah, where you literally watch someone take form. Um, another great example of this that's probably more acute is um, any protagonist in the Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. 
uh, maybe not protagonist, maybe that's the wrong word for it. Any character of the power five (laughs) in the evil dead. Because by the end of it, aside from Ash, uh, they all turn. (laughs) Even Ash does. Ash does turn, kind of. That's an evil dead 2 rewrite, though. I know, yeah. Uh, But uh, that's a retcon if I ever saw one. It's okay, Sam Raimi. You're okay. Um, Did I tell you I recently read an article where it said movies that were where the sequel was better than the the previous one. And I agreed with everything on the list except for Army of Darkness. I said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness is a great, or Ash versus the Army of Darkness yeah. is a great uh, movie, but... It's still horror. <laughs> well, not only is it not horror, but the other two were better. Oh, yeah. yeah um, absolutely. Like, and that's a... I, I'd love to say that's, you know, a subjective view, but right that's objective like there's no uh, arguing I, it <laughs> i would debate that technically the first evil dead is the only one that really is sort of more horror based really yeah so sort of, I, I love evil dead too i think it's a great film but it's not as it doesn't really have that kind of sort of horror element like the first does right <laughs> um all right well my next one uh for me is not Sonic the Hedgehog, but it does come from <laughs> the pseudo 16-bit era, although it's a little more transparent, which is Splatterhouse. Oh, yeah. I got Splatterhouse when it first came out. I was fascinated by it, but I did find myself too scared to proceed forward with a certain scene. And actually, if you watch the video of me playing through Splatterhouse, you can see me visually get, like, verbally and visually get agitated at this scene, which is, I always got rubbed the wrong way by chainsaws. (laughs) The sound of a revving chainsaw has always been just something. I think with most people, I don't know, am I, is that a, is that another most people phobia or is that unique? Do you get nervous if a chainsaw revs up somewhere in your vicinity, Jam? It's not really a common occurrence. Okay, in in, uh, American haunted houses, their favorite thing to do is take the chain off of a chainsaw so there's no actual blade. Yeah. And they just have the engine that makes that noise and they just chase you with that engine when you walk out of a haunted house. Like, that's the big thing. Um, I actually faced this fear in my teens. I was, (laughs) this is going to make me sound terrible, but I was the gorilla in a spook walk. I was a gorilla in a cage and I was in a, gr- a monkey suit. I can, I'm one of the few people who can say I've been in a monkey suit and I broke free as the hay ride was coming out and the farmer would saw me up, uh, in front of the hay ride uh, for breaking out. He would chase after me with a chainsaw and we had an, uh, a fake arm and I had a blood packet and he would saw my arm off and I would sit there and bleed in front of the uh, hay ride. Um, this was a church haunted hayride too. It was pretty uh, uh, wow extreme. <laughs> See how we love violence in America. Um, this was uh, Catholic Church approved, <laughs> but it was my way to face that. But of course, I'm talking about in Splatterhouse the scene, um, probably the scariest level, which is level what is it uh, four? It's four, yeah. With the so, rain, so right at the end, yeah. And at the end, you there is this weird, muscular, faceless creature with a bag on its head, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got two chainsaws for hands. Um, and you have to fight it. And it does a massive amount of damage. So Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, and, uh, and I'll never forget, uh, oh, doing that. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I remember that making me nervous. And then every scene after that, 
kind of made me nervous uh, even more so as I would as I would approach uh, later scenes, which are less scary. But there is one in a church. The game gets actually kind of fucked up and biblical for an American game, where you're walking in a church and all of a sudden, you know, he uh, he you know you 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 have to fight these heads in a church. Uh, and then, of course, the last boss is pretty creepy, which is like this demon spawn coming out of the ground. Mm. Um, but I felt accomplished. And like ever since then, like that was really one of my face, my fears kind of thing. And I wouldn't say it was like sleepless, but I'd also be lying if I said I played Splatterhouse. I had a TV in my room. I'd be lying if I said I played Splatterhouse after dark because um, I was only like eight or nine. I want to say uh, maybe I was 10. That's quite young for Splatterhouse, yeah. Yeah, I think I bought it in 92 was when I bought Splatterhouse. So I say, no, 10. I think that might be the age I was when I played the second one. <laughs> so. There you go. Yeah, see, so it, it, we'll talk about it at the end of the show, but I will be playing the second one for my first time, mm. uh, first timers, this Saturday. Uh, you guys can come watch it live. So anyway. Um, all right, well, Jam, we're going to move on to yours next, but before we saying. do that... I wanted to read. The yeah, there's plenty in the chat. So Hect has one. I'm doing these in chronological order. So guys, just uh, like yeah, yeah. Clue, Clue Drew, if I miss yours, just keep me posted. Um, but this is a little earlier in the chat. Hect wrote, the kid next door couldn't finish Arkham Asylum for years because it scared him, LOL. There was a game I played once similar to Fatal Frame, but I don't think it was Fatal Frame on the PS1. It fucked with my head a little. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what game he might have played. Um we're about to get to PS one and there was, Oh, here we go. Can't remember the name. I think it was D something. It was D. The name of the game is D. Just D. Yeah. It's playing yes. D. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, first came out on the 3DO, but got ported over to the Saturn and the PlayStation. Um, and that's where it really got known. You're in kind of an insane asylum, I believe, or you just in an abandoned church. I forget the first one. I don't think you're in an insane asylum. I think you're exploring like the, yeah, like the church. Maybe like a castle. Says, Maybe it's a castle. Mm. I, I think it's a castle. Yeah. A sanatorium. Uh, anyway, um, but there are skulls. There's a real time limit. After two hours, you die. <laughs> you get <laughs> yep, trapped yep. in there. So that was pretty creepy. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. So, but uh, anyway, um, Jam, what is your next one? Well, since you're, since you're talking about facing your fears with Splatterhouse, I mean, my my game that I faced my fear with was Alien Free on the Mega Drive. <laughs> so, obviously, ah, yes. combining with the story that I spoke about earlier. Um, this, yeah, I actually, funny enough, I played through Alien Free before I even saw any of the films, actually, which is, which is kind of interesting, actually. So, I, bearing in mind, I was going into this film with the assumption that this game ends with the world ending. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing the actual story behind it. Um Alien 3 is an interesting game, and whatever console you play it on, because it was, well, although debatably not the Game Boy, I'd say, but um, it was released on various consoles, including the SNES, but they're all kind of different versions as well. But the Mega mm-hmm. Drive version is quite unique in that it had the countdown timer, which I found very jarring in this game. You basically, um, it's a 2D shoot at, uh, platform platform shooting game um where you've got a restricted time limit where you've got to rescue all the sort of you know hung up prisoners um and then get to the exit within that time frame and basically the harder the difficulty the less time you have to do it which i think is a, <laughs> which is a bs version of difficulty in my opinion absolutely so, so it's basically you've got to be a speed runner <laughs> so i fucking 16. hate that shit uh i bitch about it anytime i'm doing a let's play or something and that comes up yeah. and i don't know it's there i'm like you motherfucker 
<laughs> so yeah, put this game on easy. Just not not because it's like because you're wimping out, just because it's what your needs to get through the experience. Because <laughs> um, it doesn't. The game is just generally difficult, regardless of the setting you play on. Um, but the game does have its moments really the 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 timer as it gets to like the the end point it will click down it'll make it it'll be, it'll be very loud and then if you fail if the timer does run out you will see these horrific images of the hostages that are um that are strung up having a chest burst scene which is quite yeah quite unpleasant to, to experience and they, they scream as well it's like it's, and this is i was playing this when i was clearly probably shouldn't have been because there's no age restriction they didn't have the um peggy raising by this stage or the esrb for that matter it was just this is a game that you know, yeah for kids yeah kids play. yeah fuck yeah uh-huh. like Splatterhouse <laughs> too like who cares exactly so yeah you're like so I'm I'm playing this video I don't want to watch these people get sort of just get chest first no daddy I don't want to do it I know it's, uh, so yeah I I found that and, and there's also just generally the um the, the the music in this game is quite impressive really it does it does have that kind of kind of creepy sort of tone to it and there's that oh that infamous screen you know before if you, you when you boot the level up where it says how many tries you've got left and you've got that mm-hmm. massive sprite of the alien just like cre- just round the corner and he's dripping and everything you just thought oh god that scared the crap out of me when i was younger <laughs> so, yeah they all they all drop like thick mucusy resin <laughs> yeah These slimy boogery little motherfuckers those aliens <laughs> are <laughs> so um so I hate Alien Three, and there's yeah. a, there's also like references. The aliens will pop out from they'll, they'll jump out from the floor and everything. And there, there was lots of jumps. They do come out of the woodwork. That is a hard fucking game. Mm. Hard game. I don't think I've even completed it still. <laughs> Sorry, just... I know I've never gotten close. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, we're gonna move into the chat. Uh, Kassen has GH101 played Condemned Two. Uh, I don't know about Jam, but, uh, and this is kind of spoilery, but also kind of not. Oh my God, what the fuck is that? Turn and run. Because <laughs> this big fucking brown bear chases after you. After that, I was good. <laughs> Have you gone further, Jam? I, I finished Condemned too. yeah. So. Uh, I always had a hard time getting used to left trigger being left fist, right trigger being right yeah. fist, and both triggers being block. But... I remember also, now that I'm playing through Condemned 1, which is our game club, so watch for it. That'll be next week's show, as we've already talked about. Um, uh, I uh, um, had a hard time with Condemned 2 after, you know, and, and kind of quit the level after the bear scene. But, <laughs> I love uh, it, the bear scene. Which, which is, that's, that's all anybody remembers about that game. And the game is much more notable than that. But, because um, it's, uh, that game is more like, drunken alcoholic bum more bum fights uh, that, the simulator bum fights the game. Yeah. It, it really is as well that even even you know it's bum fights the game as well fred when one of the multiplayer modes i think is called like bum hobo fight. fights oh, hobo yes. fight yeah <laughs> hobo boxing um but uh but with that in mind um i wonder if i could go back to it and do better at it because i remember struggling a lot with condemn the first time through because yeah. i wasn't used to first person shooters at the time and now i'm coasting you know, I almost should have played it on a harder difficulty than normal. Um, so maybe I could give it a shot. I still own it. So yeah, yeah. I think I think it's worth if yeah if you well, once you've got through your massive back catalog, if you get a chance to go to Condemned Two, it's worth revisiting. It, it it's just, only like eight hours, isn't it? It's not long, um, and the game is significant. 
and well, I say significantly easier in aspects that because condemned is a bit of a linear experience in terms of it's very directed and you're quite you have to, you know you have especially the forensic scenes where you have to go through them. But condemned to makes things a lot easier. I'll put it that way. So things that you can skip things if you're finding it too difficult. Basically, you skip things or you can allow uh, like. It- it's very accidental if the yeah. bums start fighting or if the drug addicts start fighting each other in Condemned 1. In Condemned 2, it's almost part of the game mechanic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, real quick, another one. Fortingard says, when I was Fort Junior playing DMC1 for the first time, unlike all the other DMCs, <laughs> it has more of a horror build beginning rather than having you fight the first thing uh, as the very first thing like in later ones, which there's a little bit of history to that. It used to be Resident Evil 4. You can read our retrospective if you're curious about that. Um, so in DMC1, I wander around the castle for a while before you encounter your first enemies who are these lifestyle realistic wooden puppets with bladed limbs and wearing Baroque-esque aristocratic clothes. Baby Ford at age 9 at 2 a.m. was not prepared. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. Um... Well, you know what? There's two things that this says to me. One, wow, that's fucked up. Two, now I want to play Devil May Cry. I got the HD collection. I just never have booted it up. Never played a Devil May Cry game other than the new one. I played DMC, but that's it. That doesn't count. Yeah, I know (laughs) it doesn't count. I'm aware. Everybody reminds me. But uh, anyway, it's pretty crazy. Um that does have that De- Devil May Cry the original. I, I would agree, totally agree with Fortnite. I've played through it, and that that. But then again, it's like you said, Fred. This you can really see the echoes of Resident Evil Four in Devil May Cry the original. And that's um, why. That's like the second reason I really want to play it. Yeah. Um, well, but that's kind of where it ends, though. Is that you can just see like the old, the design choices left over, but obviously yeah, the gameplay the is. is crazy action <laughs> so no i'm told if you want to see more of what capcom would have done with resident evil around that time had they not been working on four for so long is onimusha apparently is oh, a little closer I to that i love that series I bought the, somebody gave me the trilogy as a gift i've got it's, one two and three yeah um, that, i guess there's that, a fourth one or something but i don't have it you don't need that <laughs> okay <laughs> it's it, fours for the pure well, it's not even four it's um technically it's not really but it's it a is. tactics game, isn't it's a ta- it? Yeah, is yeah, it? pretty much. Is it no, really? It's not a tactics game. Oh, I was no, no, just no, kidding. No. Okay. Thinking, there, is a fi- there is a fifth game that's like a fighting game that's out there somewhere. Oh, okay. That's also on PS2, but that is something you don't need to get. Uh, well, it, unless you want to obviously sell on eBay or something. No, it's I have quite Onimusha fair. 2 and 3 on PlayStation 2, and then I have this thing called Genja Onimusha on the Xbox. Apparently, it's like an enhanced version. Oh, Genma on the movie. That's Genma, on the Xbox. That's okay. the first one redone. It's, it's yeah, not just yeah. I got. They gave that. me that one instead of the original PS2 version of the Ooh, first. One. I would get the original PS2 version if you can, because it's okay. it's so cheap as well. Um, yeah, sure. Because the Xbox version does think something a design choice which I really didn't care for. Where it has button mashing, which I hate. Ah, uh, okay, makes sense if you play it. it. But um, but just for purity purposes, I would try the original first. But obviously, do try the Xbox version just for for curiosity. But... And to play it with the fucking Duke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um... Bonamich is fantastic. Definitely, definitely check that out. I'll say go to that before uh, Devil May Cry. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, if you don't mind, just because we are getting on about the half an hour away from the end mark, and there's some heavy hitters I want to jump into, um, I think it's my turn. Is it my turn? I think I you think just did Alien yep. 3. No, I maybe I did Splatterhouse. 
No, no, I did Alien 3 after the Splathouse. So okay, okay, just making sure. Uh, let's go Resident Evil. Let's talk about Resident yeah, Evil for a yeah. second. Well, that's the joint one. We can both do that one. Yes, yeah, and Simon Belmont was talking about it too, which, of course, and is Andy not unique. It. And Andy, and and everybody else who's watching this or who's listening to this. Um, so did you play Resident Evil when it first came out? I've probably asked you that on about a dozen shows yeah, now. Yeah, we rented it from Blockbuster. Okay. And me and my buddy bought it. Uh, what had happened was I had just gotten... Uh, and completed most of the games that I wanted to out of the Sega CD. And I still cherished it because it was still like a $300 console um, or at least 250 used. Um, and I ended up trading in my Genesis, my 32X, my Sega CD, so my Franken console with about three dozen games and about uh, 20 Sega CD games. And all I got was PlayStation <laughs> 1 and Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and uh, I didn't – I forgot how this worked. Like, I, I think you had to use a driver's license to sell it. And my mom told me I couldn't sell it, my Sega CD and all that stuff, because mm -hmm. she knew how much. Now, she didn't buy me the Sega CD. I traded Magic cards for that. But the other parts <laughs> she did buy and a lot of the games she bought. So she didn't want to see – you know, your parents don't understand that you will give away $600 in stuff for a $300 console. Um, so she didn't want me to do it. And I got a buddy who had a driver's license at the time because 96, I would have been 14. So I had a couple of friends that drove and stuff. And I think we drove up to Funko Land. I traded all the stuff in. It was, I think my total I got was like only like 338 or something. I remember having to pay oh. like 20 bucks cash too. <laughs> Plus tax. Oh, and then, and then we bought it. And we went home, and so I was playing it at my buddy's house. This is why I'm bringing this up. And we would play it. His dad had an old TV he wasn't using, and it was like a little 14-inch or something. And we would hook it up to that and play it in his room after after school. And because it was like the fall, like the game came out in the summer, but we didn't buy it till the fall. And so it would get dark early. So I remember playing this in like this dark bedroom with this little TV glowing on the ground with me and my buddy Chris. And... Uh, just kind of being creeped out all around. I mean, that game is creepy. Um, but yeah, I remember getting it home the first night and we go to use the, uh, the ink ribbon and it says insert memory card. And I said, where's the memory card? And we <laughs> oh called the fun clan and we were like, this game is asking like he would know. We thought it was an in-game thing. And I said, the game is asking for the memory card. We already found the typewriter, but we didn't find the memory card. He goes, oh no, it must mean the memory card, you know, for your PlayStation. He goes, oh, I, I was like, I didn't get that. And he goes, oh, well, you have to buy it. And I said, oh, and he goes, yeah, it's $29.99 or $24.99 or something. I said, oh, fuck. I have, and, and I was 14. Like I didn't have yeah. a side job or anything. Like I wasn't getting 25 bucks anytime soon. Um, and the first time Sony screws you over. <laughs> Wouldn't be the last, but it was definitely the first. And the first cut's the deepest. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so what were, What about you um, with Resident Evil? There's so much to say about Resident Evil because there was, there was so many things about that game um, that really creeped me to my core. I, mean, I, I really want to go with the generic one, which is that first, um, that first scene with that first zombie that you encounter. Ah, uh, you know, well, there is obviously the opening, but which I I just thought that opening was I love the opening for more cheese value. Always loved just it because of the, yeah, the introductions. Would have Very loved if they <laughs> yes, I would have loved if they had kept that up for each game. I know. Oh, oh my god! I, I was just saying that the other day to my partner, just saying, wouldn't that be amazing if they did that? I, well, you know what? I was talking to a Capcom PR rep. Um, I I 
got in touch with a Capcom PR rep at PAX, um, and I've been kind of I, I haven't talked about this on the show, and I won't now, but I've been playing a preview build of uh, Resident Evil Zero um, HD. Oh, yeah. It's nothing fancy. It's it's like a 30-minute demo, and it was on the PAX floor. But anyway, I was playing it on Xbox One, and I was writing an email to him, and he was like, yeah, man, you know, he goes, if you got any suggestions on, like, things that you'd like to see in future games or, like, the Resident Evil 2 remake or something, let us know, and I'm totally going to pitch you should do a live-action intro for Resident Evil 2. I doubt they'll do it. I doubt they have the budget for it, but it would be yeah, fucking amazing if be, they did. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> and those are coming back. Like this holiday season, there are a lot of full motion video games coming back. Mostly thanks to EA and Activision, but still. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that first zombie. It's, it's that it's that whole kind of the you know it's actually a very effective sort of um, sort of pre rendered cutscene as well. But it's that turn of the head. Where it's just this pale face with the bloodies, and obviously if you have the Japanese version, you actually see the head fall down. You don't get that in the sort of the Western release, um, but it just it was just generally jarring. And then you know, and you, you just realize even that just that moment, you think run, <laughs> so you think, and I did. I ran. Some people tried to fight. Uh, yeah, my, my brother tried to fight it. Yeah, my friend was my friend was fearless, man. He was Chris with a knife, and he was like, "I'm gonna cut this bitch." I was just like, "What are you doing?" I ran back to Barry as, uh, of course, I was the I was, um, was um, yeah. yeah, Jill. I ran back to Barry and let him hand cannon that motherfucker. <laughs> but. Um, but yes, uh, um, but my brother did exactly what your friend did. He was Chris, and he he just tried to slice him with, with the knife. Did you know that um, you actually get a video? Oh my God! Is it's Andy's birthday today? Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Andy! <laughs> Holy shit! I feel like a terrible friend. I didn't notice that. Um, <laughs> but uh, but happy birthday to Andy! Uh, Forty-two level one. Go check him out. Anyway, um, but. Uh, yeah, no, there are videos of people who knife play now with the Resident Evil HD remaster. Oh, really? um, they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually got those. Those were the downloadable videos we got with our little Asian editions. You can still redeem those, by the way, Jam. You just got to go to the website. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, for me, it was the dog. Mm-hmm. I think Andy dog jumping well. through the window I oh. dropped the fucking controller and got up and just kind of dan- danced around for a second I was just like oh ah oh, Jason ah who and that thing ate the shit out of me I had to start the game over because <laughs> I don't think I'd saved yet um well, you didn't have your memory card yet, did you? <laughs> uh, no, this was after. This was oh, got, once we the had the memory card. I there is a story out there that I won't tell. Where Fred spent the first week of owning Resident Evil trying to get to a spot where he could save and get through the beginning. I played the first hour of that game about a do- uh, half a dozen times before finally saving and moving forward. But then I was able to navigate the rest of the game pretty well. <laughs> Had some issues with hunters. There is a scene where when the house gets flooded with hunters, if you run by the bathroom, one kind of cuts the corner on you. Mm-hmm. And that always scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, and the shark. And this is particularly even more effective in the new one. Um, when you're running well, yeah, and Neptune's yeah, chasing fine. up on you. Yeah. And the, the tense like stringed instruments come up. And it's even more like brutal than ever. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I was always very jarred by yawn the snake 
that was just unpleasant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, in both versions as well, they did they 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 did the snake really well in the original and in the remake. Um, that's just sort of, that's just sort of image of the, the because in the remake they just like they they really sort of bring those fangs out and just make <laughs> yeah the remake uh, actually that's what sold me on the remake. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's I imported trailer, a yeah. Japanese GameCube and Biohazard uh, remake specifically for that, and I felt I knew the game well enough that I would easily be able to navigate it in Japanese. And then they had this fucking puzzle where I had to drop these books <laughs> into a zombie's cage. And it, it took me, I had to wait till somebody had put out a guide before I could figure out how to play it. But I did beat that game the first time in Japanese. And it was fucking hard in Japanese. I don't remember if their difficulty setting was naturally harder than ours or what. It was. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it was brutal. It took me months to beat remaster the first time in, in Japanese. But Simon Belmont's cracking me up. He goes, uh, Spider-Man Jam Elias, I was really scared when I heard Barry Burton giving Jill Valentine the lockpick and saying, <laughs> Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. Um, oh, you're but... almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are almost a Jill sandwich. I love the part where he, you climb down a rope and then the rope falls and it's uh, he's supposed to be like ah oh, now I've done it, but the way he delivers it, it sounds like he's actually trying to get you stuck. He goes, "Now I've know, done yeah. it." <laughs> that's great. Finally got you down there, bitch. I mean, that's what misled most people because most people <laughs> yeah. didn't wait for him. They thought, "I'm Barry's bad." Let's just well, <laughs> and he ends up being your. He ends up being against you. Wesker's blackmailing him. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway. Um, you have to wait for him to get the good ending. <laughs> so. You do. And the tyrant was pretty badass, but the tyrant was never that big of a deal for me. No, I, I wasn't. Well, by, especially by because by, by the time you got to the tyrant, you had an experience so much worse. <laughs> so. Yeah, you were like, yo, uh, yawn, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the snake? Yeah. The second time you fight him where he's all bashed up, he wasn't that bad, but man, he looked intimidating the second time too. Mm. When he's in that piano room. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, everything about that game was fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I think the other thing I wanted to give credit to for the remaster, the, the remake. Uh, Mikey getting those two confused, remaster and remake, but um, or yeah, it's the remaster. They but are, the remaster. The remaster is the remake yeah. anyway. So the one thing that I really because I, I played that game really, we played that game at um at university with uh, me and my friend um really late at night once and I I, you know, I was like, a bit like you Fred I'd played the original to death and I thought oh yeah this game cannot surprise me it's just a fruity better looking version of it but that game it, there was a few things that actually rocked me to my core um the one was when the zombies started coming through doors <laughs> literally when you're playing <laughs> yes. the game and I was just like what the fuck <laughs> just <kind> of, <laughs> <laughs> all the time that there's a time in the remake as well where a hunter literally dives through the door he like slashes it it's just like that's crazy yes it, absolutely it was one that it's like you said when um with the dog you actually just pause the game and you had i i think i remember i was like rocking back on the chair whilst playing it and i actually fell off the chair i have a rocking chair i nearly fucking fell off of too when i play these games um yeah but it was, uh, it was my friend just laughed continuously when that happened. I think, so for him, I was scared, but my friend was laughing like anything because of what happened to me. So, but, <laughs> but I was just like, what the fuck? Where did this hunter come from? <laughs> yes, the hunters and the dogs were pretty rough. Um, 
Ooh, Simon Belmont's talking about an Animusha HD collection. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It would be great. But just put it on PC. Mm. Like, just, I, I don't think it ever came to PC. It never came to PC. That would be could, a good idea. You, yeah. They could take those assets and just put it into a kind of, <laughs> you know, jaggy PC, you know, 1080p version. It looked kind of like obscure. Um, mm. Anyway. The last thing I was going to say is that's the thing I really loved about the Resident Evil Remasters is it was a game that surprised you again, despite being very familiar with the formula. <laughs> so, yes, yes, indeed. Um, I uh, that the, yeah, that is the perfect remake, right? It takes the formula you know and fucks with it, like the same thing with the dogs, where the the glass just cracks. Oh, just, yeah, it cracks. And it's, oh, just, it's the no, psych. <laughs> no, not gonna do it right now. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But, uh, and, uh, Simon Belmont real quick in the chat did say, honestly, I was never afraid of the monsters when I was hunting those bastards in Dracula's mansion in Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, actually I loved Castlevania, but I was I never did. truly scared of it. I was mild, mildly creeped out in Simon's quest, Castlevania two. There's a couple of castles you go into where there are people who have been hanged. And mm-hmm. so they're kind of bodies hanging. Um, that always kind of creeped me out a little bit, but not enough to really write home about it. Oh man. The Buzz Monsters back jam. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we have Buzz Monster. <laughs> it's haunting us. It's gone. Okay. Oh, it's good. Cool. good. Uh, um, I was going to say Belmont for me. Says, yeah, do you mean Resident Evil Remaster on GameCube, Wii, PS3, or PS4? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, those all qualify. Yeah, he gave a winky face. but um. Anyway, yeah, scariest thing yet is the Buzz Monster, but... <laughs> yeah, um, right. <laughs> all right jam do you uh we've got some good ones in here but uh do you have do you have another one you want to talk about i definitely have uh, some. yeah i think i was going to share this one as well actually which is a surprising one which is a kind of a little hint to our next game club um which is the original tomb raider of all things yeah well that's yeah it our our next game club is tomb raider <laughs> <laughs> spoilers or or slash two radio anniversary whichever you prefer yes Um, either one we're gonna be playing each so but um Tomb Raider was um because i've because i've actually got well i've recently gone back to this as well to prepare for that game club but um what i found kind of a bit scary about this game was that it's the kind of the whole isolation feeling you are you are this you know, woman with pointy breasts and <laughs> with um, yes, I feel lights. truly isolated when I'm one of those. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but the, it's, the, it's the atmosphere and the sound effects in this game as well. Like you hear all these like echoes through the tombs and just you know just noises in the background. I just remember playing through this the first time, uh, which I think was a rental again as well, actually from Blockbuster. And you just think this is kind of creepy and you there's uh, a fucking t-rex no <laughs> you had the, the, the t-rex the, the t-rex to me actually wasn't really so much scary as what the hell <laughs> what, what the, <laughs> there's a t-rex here <laughs> yeah, i found the scariest moments of tomb raider funny enough weren't when the enemies appeared it was when there wasn't any enemies at all really it's a bit, think of it kind of like the fear they use in silent hill where the scariest moments of Silent Hill were kind of when it's not what actually jumps out at you, it's what could <clears throat> jump out at you. Yeah, and Silent Hill is actually my next one, so... Yeah, I was going to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, um... But it's only, really the, it's only really the first game that did that for me, because once the formula, once you got used to the formula, it felt the same for each sort of Tomb Raider game, because it was just like, oh yeah, same for you. But it's, it's more the initial impression it left, really, that you are, you are, you are literally alone in this sort of environment and you know you don't you, there's no one no one's coming to save you <laughs> what's really sad is i've only played tomb raider 
yeah. Tomb Raider anniversary. <laughs> And then the new Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't blame you though, because those uh, the well. Well, you the, should blame me because I did an entire Tomb Raider episode where I acted like I knew. Well, and I'd seen them all played. I'd played them before, but I haven't played through them. Like you know, I've played a couple levels of each, but yeah, I've played. I've played every Tomb Raider, and I own them all. I bought the whole bundle yeah. on Steam, um, but yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've even got one of them on Dreamcast. Which <laughs> you play? So Simon Belmont says you mean Tomb Raider on the original okay, Saturn, yep, PSX, yep. PSC, <laughs> the reboot on PS3, Xbox 360, PC, or the remaster of the reboot on PS4 and Xbox One. Winky You're face. You're a sharp one, Simon Belmont. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what we mean. And you forgot oh. the Wii version. Uh, I was gonna Tomb say, Raider anniversary is on the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> And so, the PSP. Meh. <laughs> is the anniversary on the PSP? Yeah, it is. It is. No shit. That thing. <laughs> Crystal D literally hoard Lara out like a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, anyway. that, that's what's really scary about Lara Croft is the how 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 she's been used. So. She has been so used. It's like a piece of rebar straight through your side. Um, but uh, anyway, but um. So Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, so Silent Hill. Uh, I played Silent Hill right when it came out. And, you know, much like Resident Evil, the, it's one of those things where the limitations... And again, we're not going to go too deep into it because we've already talked about it on Silent Evil. But the limitations definitely add to the strength. The fog is amazing. And yep. apparently I found out that that's the big reason why people hated the HD remaster of Silent Hill 2 is because it got rid of the fog. That's right. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. Why would they do that? Well, I think it's because who the... thought that was a good answer? I know why, but like, yeah. why would you fix that? Well, what idiot was yeah. in a boardroom and they were like, "We can remove the fog." Fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the one thing that was ruining Silent Hill too. <laughs> hey, the, the people don't like fog, do they? That's just stupid. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's the most effective thing in those games, and it does work in Silent Hill too. Oh, oh, uh, oh, but Simon Bell and not Simon Bell. Simon has also mentioned that Tomb Raider was on the Nokia. <laughs> Oh yes, it was on the end gauge. We can play the end gauge version as well. (laughs) The taco phone. Um, I've actually played Tomb Raider on the end gauge. Oh god! I played through that first puzzle. You know where you open those two big doors by pulling the bars at that moment with the wolves running around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, Silent Hill. The part that I remember freaking me out the most was the first time you see that those just creatures that are on the street come out through the fog and come into view and you hear the crackling of the radio oh yeah yeah oh my god just just brick in my pants just right there just yeah well i think i mentioned on the previous podcast that my first experience with silent hill was the demo that came with metal gear solid um, it was. A, I still <laughs> I have no that idea. demo as well. It's it's a really really good demo because it's the, it's censored um, in the final edition of uh-huh. the game, at least in Europe anyway. Because there's enemies in the demo that weren't featured in the final product because it's in this the school section. Um, so yes. in the school in the school section of the demo version, they actually feature more of the kind of children like enemies with the sort of the knives that are like and ghosts. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that 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 was oh god, I I just couldn't play further. I just found it too much, really. So that was the part where I had to quit playing the game. There's a piano puzzle which is a bitch. Oh god, and then yeah. You get into the darker that. parts Ugh. of the. You get into the darker parts of the. Of the Thank school, God for the internet. It just, <laughs> yeah, it just scared the shit out of me. Um, another time like that is when you die in the very beginning of the game. Like it's like a story-based 
death. Yeah, you have to die. Yeah, you don't know that. When you go down, you see that body in the Jesus Christ pose that's Mm -hmm. been skinned. Oh, man. Um, That was really quite jarring because especially especially, uh, because you didn't know that's how you had to progress the game. So you were like running around frantically. And and if it's a bit like my younger self, where I was like, I would literally, if I was about to die, I'd reset the game. Um, I didn't (laughs) when I played Silent Hill because obviously I had a bit older by that time and wasn't as as cowardly. But but I I didn't know when I first played it that that was how you were supposed to go forever. So I I was running away from the enemies and sort of thinking, oh, you know, how do I get out of this situation? And then just sort of got bored and died. (laughs) Well, and not to put too fine a point on it, but um, Silent Hill 2 does all this all over again and so well. Yeah. It's and oh. then throws in pyramid head randomly, fucking legs and catching you in a stairwell. I remember that first time you fight him. It's just in that stairwell where you can't go up oh. or down. It's yeah, it's um, so restricted as well. You got you haven't got you not you haven't got much room. In and that then the section. nurses coming out. Yeah, there's just a lot of Silent Hill Two genuinely disturbed me, and I only played it for the first time. You know, for the game club mm. a couple years back. Um, fuck, that's a good game. It's incredible. It's incredible design that game in terms of its its well, in terms of that, especially some of the fear value. Because even if you play that game today on PlayStation Two or even the Xbox, that game still looks phenomenal. Yes, it does. Uh, it's, and it's, upscaled, it looks even better. Yeah, yeah. I upscale it to 720p. It looks fantastic. Well, I say that, but don't play the HD remaster. <laughs> no, <laughs> I upscaled uh, my PS2. I have an upscaler. Yeah, so no, I upscale my PS2. Joking, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking about the Xbox 360 and PS3 version. <laughs> the Xbox 360 version was recalled, but apparently the PS3 is still on shelves. It's still in my Target for like nine ninety eight. Wow. <laughs> I just never, uh, never wanted to pick it up. Uh, I've just been worn too much and I already own it. But mm-hmm. um, So yeah, Silent Hill's uh, a good one. Um, real quick, because I want to talk about this one. We didn't get to it in the zombies. We kind of got to it, but Fortingar says, I remember playing Half-Life 2 when you're in the tunnel escape level. There's this one sewer pipe you can crawl in, and it has like items, but it's actually a design trap because if you crawl in too deep, a headcrab zombie crawls at you from the pipe and attacks you. Fucking terrifying and way before you encounter the headcrab zombies in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that also goes to the first game. When everything goes haywire and there's the head crab zombies everywhere, which we talked about last week. And just those screams, man, they're just unnerving. Mm-hmm. The help backwards screams. Yeah. Because uh, you can just imagine having one of those on your face, can't you? Oh, God, I can. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like the chest burster. You can just, you can just imagine the, just, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um... So how about you, Jim? You, uh, next up for one, for you. Uh, and we're so getting near the end, so bring out your big guns. Oh, big guns? Oh, goodness me. Oh, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean yeah. to make it sexual. Oh, uh, well, but, uh... well, you know. <laughs> so, well, one... Well, gosh, I've got some of this. So you see, it feels like we're only even scratched the surface of this list. But I know, um, I know. One, one game that I want to give a bit more credit to that... Was um, especially in terms of sort of scary scenes, was the um, is in the original Max Payne, um, which is the you'll probably know what I'm talking about is the dream sequences, mm-hmm. which are 
Wow. Unnerving. <laughs> That's really the key word is unnerving. Um, it obviously, the spoilers, but it's not really a spoiler because it is at the beginning of the game, but Max Payne is obviously based off a, a cop that he's, you know, his wife and his child are dead. And he gets continuously haunted by this throughout the game in these sort of dream sequences, which are actually very inspiring. The pain pills and alcohol have nothing to do with these sequences, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, um, Yes. They're very inspired designs, though, because they're sort of, mm-hmm. especially for the time as well, and even today they still hold up quite surprisingly well. There's sort of moments where he's walking down a corridor and the corridor is continuous; it just doesn't end. It's just they, it's, they are as annoying as they are effective. Yeah, yeah, they are annoying. <laughs> definitely put that. There's like a, a lot of people think of them as a negative thing, but when you're going through them, if you can appreciate game design, you really start to go, "Whoa!" Yeah. And now you're constantly hearing echoes of like the crying baby and stuff, and it's just you just feel so awkward playing it. And uh, well, yeah. in one of the later parts, when you're walking on a single blood streak, yeah. And if you fall, you just fall. I don't know. There's something about falling. Like ever since Mario, there's just that that tense. Like you're on the edge. You're about to fall. I, I another game I remember this a lot in was Eco. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> um, just the the walking on narrow passages and then falling like it, it always just just it just made me so tense. Um, and man, one of those later scenes. There are parts where you have to walk off the blood trail. Do you remember this? And fall, you free yep. fall, and you just land on a path underneath you. Mm-hmm. Jesus, it's I I remember crazy. loud exhales, just like oh, <laughs> okay, okay, we're okay. Um, yeah. I think if you fail, though, if you fell too far, you, it's like a continuous drop, and then you get started, you plot back at the beginning. You do. It just returns you to the yeah. beginning with some life gone. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, those were those were big. Um, real quick. Uh, Here we go. F- uh, not Fortingard. Sorry. Somebody was talking about XCOM and what they did um, with those monsters. Here we go. Well, he says I never played XCOM. Oh, it was actually Koss, and he goes, oh, my God, I almost forgot. XCOM, anyone ever played the original? I can. Uh, anyone who ever played the original can tell you how terrifying some of those aliens were, and that's where Clue Drew comes in and says, I never played XCOM, but once I got a little unnerved by reading about someone's standard operating procedure for the aliens that paralyze zombie mind control and lay eggs in men, uh, it, uh, it was drop a grenade at your feet without a pin. That's desperation. Wow. Mm. There you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, there are a couple of, uh, jump out and scare me games that really rocked me to my core, but none as much as dead space. Really? Huh? (gasps) Dead space. When it first came out, worked incredibly effectively on me with all the monster closets and whatnot. Mm. Um, and it's a long and like in a good way. And even though there's backtracking, they really found good ways to handle that. I'd really like to go back and play those. I just games. literally replayed the first one. <laughs> so, oh, yeah? Yeah? yeah right. It's a very, very um, enjoyable experience going back to it. Yeah, and uh, what I liked about the first one was everything was on like the strategic dismemberment, but everything was on the same level. You yeah. knew where you stood with it. They change the game up a little bit with the unkillable zombies, in, especially near the end of Dead Space 2. And Dead Space 3, (laughs) I liked that game for the first half of it, but what they do with the plot on the second half, it's like, unless you're playing it co-op, exactly. The the plot in 3, not to talk too much about 3, but especially if you go to the DLC, is 
horseshit (laughs) i have not played the dlc because i was told no i was told it's good but i was also told that um i shouldn't show ea that that was the right way to handle no the the ending for the dlc fred is awful it's a terrible terrible does it unwrite the uh the the ending of the original game sorry does it unwrite dead space 3's original Uh, ending yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. it changes it. So, okay. uh, but it changes it for the worse. <laughs> and I, it's like an hour, right? It's like ten bucks for an hour of gameplay. Like or something. That, yeah, yeah okay. I didn't mind the ending to Dead Space Three. Not sort of. I, it was okay because it was oh, like. So you're like, one of those Mass Effect Three apologists, okay? No, 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 not <laughs> not like kidding. that way. But in terms of, it, well, it's because I'm comparing it to the DLC, which I thought ruined it further. Really, it's just like you think, no, 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 <laughs> ruined that's... it forever. So what you're saying is, I definitely should not buy this DLC. <laughs> well, but I think by now it's not going to make any difference to if if Dead Space Four happens or not, or how the series is going to go. Regardless, and it won't. So, but yeah, yeah, no. Meaning, is it worth it to buy it at all, though? I mean, it's, it, there's merit to it. Yeah, it's, it's okay. an enjoyable sort of campaign. If if you because if you enjoy if you enjoy Dead Space, then yeah, absolutely, give it a shot. Um, I mean, I, I've pretty I think I've pretty much bought every story based DLC for the Dead Space series. I played the severed one on Dead Space Two, which is quite. Yes. I think that's a very clever one. Severed's one. really good. Um, yeah. I don't think one had DLC. No, it didn't have any single player DLC. It had some crappy sort of like oh you know pump up your weapons sort of things. If you're oh well player, yeah but, yeah. Yeah, Four Guys um, mentioned this one as well, but Dead Space Extraction, that light gun shooter game, is actually quite good. I really, I did really good. dig that yes. a lot. In fact, I have Dead Space 1, 2, and 3 on PC, yeah. which are just slightly upgraded versions, but I like them. Um, but I kept my copy of Dead Space 2 on PS2, or on PS3, <laughs> PS2, because be I can version. go back and play Dead Space Extraction. And even with a controller, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Fortingard's saying... Uh, Event Horizon is the shit, and it gave you Dead Space. Event Horizon, um, fantastic horror yep. movie. Um, I love that. They yeah. were talking about it a little bit on Giant Bomb, and they were saying it's a thriller. It's not a fucking thriller. It's a horror movie. No, um, not quite. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I love you, but no. Um, uh, and Dead Space really did feel like Event Horizon, the game. Um, mm. And that's what I loved about it. Uh, even though there was backtracking, especially with the big creatures and stuff, so... Um, but uh, <clears throat> oh, and Simon Belmont says some horror games. I'm not sure you mentioned. I want to mention these real quick, just because yep. we won't get to them. But Obscure, Call of Cthulhu, Manhunt, The Suffering One and Two, Slender, Outlast, Saw One and Two, Alien Isolation. Am I correct? We probably won't talk about any of these tonight. Well, well those, Slender, we, we will. Actually, Slender, Slender we will. Definitely won't. I. I yeah, because uh, I want to mention Slender and Amnesia before we wrap this up. Um, I was about to say, yeah, but Andy just mentioned Outlast as well because he did that for the charity uh, uh, live stream Outlast. he did last year. That's yeah. hilarious watching him um, wishy out of that one. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, but Simon Belmont, the reason I'm bringing this up is Obscure and Call of Cthulhu were both mentioned in, well, at least Obscure in my Obscure gaming whatever uh, podcast, Obscure Survival Horror Games. Manhunt, Suffering um outlast or maybe not outlast but manhunt and suffering uh are either going to be or have already have gone already live <laughs> for jam Elias's, uh stuff that he's doing for his uh uh articles on the site um we've talked about the saw games a- alien isolation things like that and i've started call of cthulhu and i think i'm going to do one of those live stream playthroughs like i did with cool. um 
yeah uh, yeah at some point soon uh like i did with uh, shenmue um i gotta do near first uh but then next will probably be that one uh anyway um so yeah jam i i'll just blurt it out right here is i wanted to talk about slender and amnesia as my my last two but is there anything you wanted to mention first before we move on to one of those well i was just to to we'll start with that one. i was gonna certainly say call of cthulhu is a very very good choice from the chat because i i think that game is very smart in terms of what it does to horror but i think that is a game that's definitely worth waiting till you do the sort of like a, a live stream of it because that's a game that's very enjoyable to experience um and it is very different um but um uh, the only other game i was gonna probably mention is alien isolation possibly but we'll see if we got time but again we have talked about it before so it we don't have to <laughs> um well yeah and, and we can uh in fact let's uh, if you don't mind you want to bookend it between slender and uh yeah and amnesia sounds good yeah so which one do we do first i guess amnesia uh, was earlier <laughs> oh, we do Slender first? Oh, I don't, well, either. Oh, I, I, I thought Slender came before Amnesia. I guess Amnesia was first, so. I think Amnesia was first. Doesn't Maybe matter. not. No, Penumbra was 2006. They were about the same time. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, so, th- uh, so let's do, uh, let's do Slender. We'll do mm-hmm. Slender. Why not? Um, and I'll be talking more about Slender uh, on B-Team this week, if you guys listen to both shows. Uh, Slender the Arrival, I got it on Wii. Wii U Wii. actually <laughs> Wii U. I played it through on Wii U yeah mm. recently and uh, I have a review going live tomorrow and uh, I'll be talking about it tonight but um, let's not talk about the arrival let's talk about the original Slender which was like yeah. the six papers or whatever the where you're running one. through the woods <laughs> yeah the free one where you're running through the woods you first explore a house and then you run through the woods and you're trying to collect pieces of paper in like these abandoned buildings it's a very Blair Witch mm-hmm um, in the woods and slender man <coughs> will just bless you will just magically like show up i remember walking out of a door once and he's sitting right there um mm-hmm. and i i you i never ran up and touched him or tried to <laughs> because the consequences are stupid it just ends the game yeah. um but that created an atmosphere that was so fucking jarring yeah my wife was in the room watching me play it and I didn't care. And I was still terrified. Yeah. Like truly terrified. And I was like hiding it from her. <laughs> and it made me jump a couple of times. Because there was this time where like all of a sudden I was running. And all of a sudden you could hear him just kind of approaching you. And, and, and he would just be there. And I'd be like, oh, you know, like I'd make little noises and stuff like that. And it was, oh, fuck. Um, oh, man. I, Yeah. Did you play Slender? Yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can play it on anything. <laughs> just yeah, no. I mean, it was like a Flash game. That shit ran on everything. Um, um, yeah, it's a similar story to you, actually. Is I, I, I played that with... Um, my, my partner uh, despises that game. She she found it just too much with the tension and everything. Um, because uh, what, what's very effective about that game is obviously... You, the whole point is you're supposed to collect the eight pages and stuff. But as mm-hmm. you collect more pages, you, the, the music just gets more jarring. Like, you get... It's more kind of, like, ominous and... Well, I got so frustrated because I couldn't find the eighth page. Yeah, I, could, I, I could never could it. find the eighth page. In fact, in the arrival, it just moves you forward mm-hmm. if you can't find the eighth page eventually the slender man just knocks you out and it moves you forward in the campaign <laughs> but um yeah it's a, it's a it, to me it's a it's a truly terrifying game and it's really good at sh- uh, sh- 
like not showing you, mm. right? I don't even think Slender has a face. Yeah, something like that. It's all blank and stuff. People constantly but cosplay as him. <laughs> he's creepy, like when you just see him, and it fucks with the camera because you're seeing everything through the video camera perspective. Yeah. Oh, it's just uh, even now I got to chill up my spine. Um, it's creepy. The only thing that's funny about the arrival is you move the flashlight with the Wiimote. It's very similar oh, to Shattered Memories. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's if ever you wanted to grab a version, that's why you grab that version. Because I was playing it with the gamepad, and I was like, fucking, the second screen doesn't do shit. It's just a reflection of it. And then I wrote to the PR rep, and he was like, fucking use, use the Wiimote. Wiimote. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, but, yeah. Um well, and I think we should talk about Amnesia and then wrap up with Alien Isolation. Does that yeah. work for you? That works, yeah. So have you played Amnesia? I Very briefly. I haven't put much time into Amnesia. Okay, Amnesia so what do you it. know about it or what, what have you experienced? Well, Amnesia, the Dark Descent, has this yes. very... Kind of, I don't vouch really, for a machine for pigs. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played that one at all. But don't. it's got this... <laughs> It's generally the the game's tone is very dark and disturbing, and um, the I guess the kind of the hook to this game is this kind of like the you, you're kind of being tormented by a sort of a, a, a monster that you can't defeat really. It's all similar to Slenderman, mm-hmm. but it, but it feels very stalky that you get you can see it. <laughs> yes, they're they and you can hear them. Yeah, um, the audio. I the think audio, the, yeah. I think the biggest thing with amnesia and what it does so effectively is that oh 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 buzzman slenderman's coming you can hear the buzzing yeah that's always been a um, long isn't it it's just perfect timing <laughs> um okay and now it's gone uh but uh, yes with amnesia basically the whole mechanic is you can't fight so when a monster shows up you have to hide in the dark so it doesn't see you but as you're hiding in the dark you slowly go insane yep (laughs) so you're balancing how tight you can hide and then run for it and especially when you get to this area with water where there's these water demons and you have to like send a body to like be bait for it and you have to have it get just close enough to the body that you can make a run for it and it's too far of a swim for oh it's just there are a lot of just extremely scary intense moments in that game that game scared the the bejesus out of me on a regular basis mm. and it was just like ugh. and the the creatures unlike slender did have a fucked up face and when you saw yeah, them, that, man, that's the it was I just yeah. yeah getting attacked was just fucking <sighs> but i want to play through it again it's been enough years now like probably three that I kind of want to go back and play through it again, but it's a it's a tense six hours, man. Mm. Uh, I think Outlast is very much the same way. I've only put an hour into Outlast, and maybe I'll go back and play it. For some reason, I wasn't clicking with it, but maybe I need to go back. Um, I hadn't even gotten to the scenes where you're running around in the dark. Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, I had just gotten to the part. I don't know. It doesn't matter where I got, but anyway, I was about an hour in. But anyway, but I think both of these concepts both of the Slender Man and Amnesia come together in Alien mm-hmm. Isolation. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's, all, that's all how it comes, well, at least with the alien part, anyway. <laughs> but, um, oh, I, are we really even going to count the androids? They're a force to be reckoned with, I guess. But they the don't have the candle creepy, to, the, to the I, xenomorph. Mm, the, um, and we are not going to, just for the record... Uh, Because I know you've completed it, 
and I know some of the twists. We are not going to reveal some of the later, you know, here's what's really going on kind <laughs> yes. of moments. Okay, so for, for now, we're just going to take it for face value of what you know from early moments in that game. Well, even even if I don't, I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything either. But it's it's I don't know. It's I don't I don't think the twists are that big a deal anyway. But for this game, but but any isolation for what it's worth is um, is I love Lester's original Alien. And I for one love the original Alien film um, in terms of I think it's a fantastic sort of um, ho- um, horror film in terms of design. And Alien Isolation is probably the closest um, anyone's come in terms of video gaming to get that kind of feel from the film in a game. Um, right down to kind of like you know the fact that the ship is designed like the 1979 the Strobo ship um, from yes. that period. Although I think it's 2156 if I remember correctly in the Alien lore. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's all like microcomputers yes. and crappier technology, not like super sci-fi or anything like that. And it's, um, I mean, what's when that when that Alien first, just jumping ahead because obviously I know we haven't got long, but when that Alien first appears, it's. You know, it's coming. Sorry, not twenty ninety three. Twenty one twenty two is the year of the Nostromo. But anyway, it's like you know the alien is coming because it's kind of been built up already, and there's a huge build up as well. So your first encounter with the alien, but it's just, um, and then it, it just it finally appears, and you almost just feel like you weren't kind of ready still. <laughs> so oh yeah, and when it gets you, it's great. I have five yeah. clips from me getting killed in the xbox one version of that game where every time i died i was like ah! oh my god that was great xbox fucking record that like <laughs> that was that that is where it excels over the ps3 is that you can just shoot out xbox record that to your connect and grab those death scenes that yeah. is like the one time where i loved that so but yes i do have some issues with that game clearly and i need to go back and give it a go at some point which i uh, think now that i've justified. got it's, i've it's, got instant uh load time you know pc version now yeah. but uh but with all that in mind um that game is highly effective at what it's trying to do at least in the first five hours oh absolutely yeah i know even i think you can give a bit of credit to the to the androids i think the androids are very creepy and quite appropriately said so They're definitely creepy yeah um and <laughs> they uh, just don't seem threatening to me i don't know again i don't want to spoil anything because there's there is some sections that you haven't probably got to um right that you might think otherwise <laughs> so. there we go okay <laughs> noted yes i didn't even get to the points where i'm actually fighting things right you know i mean i was still at the points where you're running everywhere running was the answer there is, um, i guess you could fight but the best yeah, yeah. better idea was to run there's a there's a there's one thing I'm not gonna spoil it for you, folks. I really want you to kind of enjoy this yourself as well. But with just like with regards to the androids, there is a particular scene in the game um, that kind of slightly reminds me a bit of Condemned in a way of the of another. No, it's not as it's not what you think it will be. It's not like that sort of scene that you're thinking of, um, where the those mannequins are like gradually stalking you. Um, but there is a sort of a scene with these with the androids where you're thinking okay that is i don't want to be in this area and i think you'll know which bit it is when you get to it <laughs> so, okay uh, but yeah but I won't, I won't spoil that for you i think people in the chat might i think i've given it i think i made it sort of subtle enough that people who have played the annihilation probably know what i'm taught referring to it's quite later in the game um it's definitely over halfway at least um but it is um related to the androids um but um 
what was going to say on that note i think there is there is um there you know the the, the you know, our game club which we might as well just um promote last week now does have its mm-hmm. moments as well but we will cover that in more detail <laughs> sort of on the game club itself so yeah i mean are we cool to wrap this up yep absolutely okay well then let's wrap this up uh yes i highly recommend everybody uh check out gaminghistory101.com jam has a fantastic series of horror games that he's talking about called uh the countdown horror obscura and it's a fantastic series and i've been having a blast editing them so that i can for the most part just read them (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's a great series uh remember on thursday Cron CD will go live if you want to. You can catch the first showing of it live, twitch.tv forward slash gh101, uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, tomorrow night, Wednesday, October 28th. Um, and this Saturday at, uh, I believe I'm going to do at noon Eastern, um, I'm going to be live broadcasting for Halloween um, a couple of games. I'm going to be playing Splatterhouse 2. Mm-hmm. which Jam has recommended to me. I've never played it before. On the Genesis, I'll be playing the actual Genesis version, not an emulated version. Um, and then, for fun, I'm going to jump into House of the Dead 2. Or, sorry, Typing of the Dead, not House of the Dead. Wait, wait, I can do of House of the Dead, but I'm going to actually do the Dreamcast Typing yeah. of the Dead with the keyboard. <laughs> so I will be playing both of those on actual hardware uh, uh, for about two or three hours um, from noon to three Eastern on Saturday. So... Um, but yes, uh, definitely check everything out. We will not have a live show next week, guys. I have to take a meeting with a top cardiothoracic surgeon, and he his schedule is very busy, and the only time he can meet is next Tuesday night, right when GH101 is going on. So I will be on the B team, but I will not be on GH101. Jam and I are going to pre-record con- the Condemned Game Club and actually have that as what goes live next week. Normally, it's an extra credit. This is a rare, very rare case in which it will go live. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thank you very much. And again, if you want to write in about anything, contact at gaminghistory101.com um, and join us here live at All Games, 7 p.m. every Tuesday night, um, allgames.com. And happy birthday, Andy. Unfortunately, and happy birthday, Andy. <laughs> yeah. so. All right. Peace out.